Stacy and Devin. The internet tells us that we're a health and wellness podcast, but you won't find any professional advice here. <laughs> That's right. We are just here to share our journeys so that hopefully our failures make you feel better about yours. Uh, Devin, is there a category for just relatable podcasts? I don't know. Probably. Let's be that. <laughs> Sounds good. Is it bad that I kind of forgot that we have to clap at the beginning? Because <laughs> well, we were got we. Didn't do, I, uh, do it for so long. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I actually also was just kind of like, okay, here we go. And then I, I like my brain paused for a second. And then it was like, oh, count. Yep. Yep. So I kind of also forgot. Okay. I don't know, man. I don't know. We're yeah. doing this on a whole different night. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, uh, we might be off our game. I don't know. We'll have to see. It wouldn't <laughs> surprise me if I'm off my game after well, this week true. of everything falling through. Um, yeah. So Cliff Notes version. Um, my, I have been sick. I have head strep. Um, Kai has head strep. Now Thomas has strep. Uh, oh I took a, I took one antibiotic for a few days, and then my doctor was like, "I don't think that one's working. Here, have this ultra powerful one that you've had before." Oh. Um, and I was like, "Huh, that's the same one that I had that last time when I was like super, super sick." I guess if it was the antibiotic that made me sick, I'll know. <laughs> and then I took it. Um, and then I was super, super, super sick. Like just Aww. exorcist level in the bathroom, uh, at the toilet, hurting my muscles. It was very oh. bad. Um, oh, no. All night long. So that wasn't fun. Slept all the next day. Refused to take that medicine ever again. Amoxiclav, mm-hmm. by the way. Amoxiclav is bad. I think it's also known as Augmentin, but um, very bad for me. Um, and then I got a different medicine, and now I am doing better, but still not quite 100%. So, and my voice is kind of fading, and I don't know. There's a lot of things it could be. It could be the strep. It could be the throwing up so much. Uh, it could be the fact that I think I also have a head cold on top of everything else. Um, so yeah, it's like the school where I work is like one gigantic Petri dish right now. And like everyone is sick and it is terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah. What was it that the boys in Really Tried called the kids with their booger hooks? Is that... With their fingers. <laughs> like, that is totally true. <laughs> oh, so gross. <laughs> it's, like, it's so gross. So, um, yeah, anyway, that's that's me. Um, how, how are you, Stacey? <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. I, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we did get our band back, I guess. I, I think Woo! I talked about in the last episode that our band had broken down. Yes. So um, they did finally fix it. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but... The, uh, it was completely covered. Well, not completely. We had to pay our deductible, but it was covered by insurance. And originally we were just going to get the bare minimum fixed. And the uh-huh. insurance was like, no, fix everything. And we were like, oh, thank you, Geico. So really, <laughs> Geico is pretty great right now. Nice. Um, I will say. They're on your so, they're on your sweet list. Yes, for sure. Nice. I need to write them a, a positive review. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so James had, I had to work and I had an important meeting to prep for. And so James ended up driving back to Knoxville to get the van by himself. And oh wow, um, something happened when he is out of the house. I clean like a mad woman. Like <laughs> I suddenly feel like I need to clean the entire house just because he left for the day. I mm-hmm. don't know what happened. I don't know why. Yeah. But, I went to Target and spent all of our money and then came home and, like, was a whirlwind cleaning the house. And then, uh, yeah, he was like, oh, I need to I need to go away more often. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, funny. Yeah. Other than that, my, my week's been pretty low-key. Uh, nothing like yours, for sure. No. <laughs> other, other than that, it's normal. Yeah, it's been a, yeah, well, hoping that things will get better soon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I'm glad. I'm glad you have your van back, and I'm glad that that uh, you have a clean house, and I'm yes, glad yes. that things are going well. Uh, what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking. Uh, I haven't drank one of these in a while, but a hop tea. Ooh, yay, hop tea! Yeah, I need um, to get more of those. 
<laughs> yeah, I do too. And right now they have, so they do seasonal flavors more often now than they used to. And, um, but right now they have their pine one that is, I really, oh. that's one of my favorites. And okay. uh, it's one just that comes out during Christmas. So I highly recommend that one. Okay. I order some as well. Can you order them? We've talked about this before. You have to go into a store, right? No, like, you can order them online. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I think if you order them online, you have to get a pack of like 12 or something. Oh, maybe that was why I just wanted to try yeah. and I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think, okay. yeah, because you have it's a big commitment if you do buy it off of the website. Right, right. But otherwise, you can usually, or at least you used to be able to, you could get them at like Whole Foods. Okay. So. Maybe I'll step into Whole Foods. Sometime. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, they might not have the pine one though. They may not. I don't know. I'll have to to take a look around. I am trying to. I have done a really good job the last two weeks. Of course, this week was it was um you know helped by the fact that I've been sick. Um, <laughs> but last week even I was like, okay, I'm not going to um drink on week nights like yeah okay. I, i'm only gonna drink on the weekends um mm-hmm. unless there's like a special occasion and you know i was able to do that and it was not a problem um and then i started it again this week too but um i guess now i'm wondering but if i had maybe it was the alcohol that was keeping the germs away it was like adding <laughs> it was acting as a sanitizer uh, yeah, and then i yeah. stopped sanitizing my body every night before bed and um then the germs got in i mean <laughs> totally that makes maybe sense. maybe we're doing this wrong i will say <laughs> this could be another topic for another day but i did have my blood drawn and i had my blood drawn not expecting to have it them do like a workup on me um, mm-hmm. I was just going to the doctor and he was like, well, let's go ahead and test you for whatever. So they just sent me over to the lab to take my blood in the middle of the day. I'd eaten like three packs of Smarties before I got there. <laughs> I mean, so it's not perfect, but there was like, I was surprised. Like my overall cholesterol was down. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like, yeah, my triglycerides were up, but, um, my overall cholesterol was down. And then like the ratio was was no longer in, in any type of danger zone. It was like, great. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. I was just like, well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I have been doing nothing. I have been doing absolutely nothing. There is yeah. no reason for, well, for these numbers for to be the way that they are. So again, yeah. as we've talked before about so much of this being hereditary and, you know, genetic and, um, you know, there's only so much you can actually control. It's kind of like, yes. yeah, well, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you don't take any medicine, right? Like you no. blood pressure medicine. Or anything like that. No. So, yeah, that's no. crazy. So I was just like, well, I guess, um, I guess this is just no matter what I do, this is who I am. So <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's like, okay. Um, anyhow, but where was I going with that? Oh, what I'm drinking. Um. Oh, yes. I am drinking some hot tea, not hop tea, mm-hmm. but hot tea. Um, oh, yes, yes. It is the Psycho Candy flavor from the um, autumn, what was it? August. Autumn, August. August tea. August tea? Yeah, August tea. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since I ordered one. Yeah, but there's, so, I had, it's been a while since I've ordered them too, but I remembered that I had some in the cabinet. And so, and Psycho Candy is like my favorite because it's like a, pumpkin-y like fall kind of like candy (laughs) sort of like it tastes like Halloween um so it was it's it's a delight so I'm enjoying that I have a little bit of honey in it a little bit of milk it's perfect perfect yeah I like that one too I I like to put a little um I think was it just milk or cream or something like that in there and then Mm -hmm. do a little um uh shoot what's that is it cumin no it's not cumin it's nutmeg. nutmeg. Little nutmeg. Oh, okay. Ooh, yeah. that would be yeah. nice. Add a little yeah. nutmeg. Well, I've got what I usually do in this beautiful, beautiful mug that somebody gave me that has mm-hmm. a, a diffuser that you put into it. Um, oh. You know, somebody who I love so much <laughs> has beautiful polka dots on it. Um, because of that, what I always do is I will keep the, because I'll, I'll put the tea into the diffuser um and then i'll keep that aside so that i can Mm -hmm. have a second cup 
um, after my first cup because one cup isn't enough. And you can always right. get two cups out of oh. one. Um, and, you know, I mean, they're, it's expensive yeah. fucking tea. So I'm going to make sure. Yes. August, August Uncommon. That's what it is. Um, Uncommon, yeah. And I am. I'm going to make sure that I get all of everything out of every single spoon of tea. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I will, when I make it again, I'll put a little bit of nutmeg on top and see, see what that does. See how that do, how that do me. Yep. So. Mm. I bought, um, I have, I bought myself one of those cups. Yes. um, Yes. The lid slid off. One time, and oh I no! Them. Yeah, and it broke. Um, and I asked them. It wasn't my well one because I have one with little well tails on it. It's my favorite. So thank goodness it wasn't that one. Right. But the other one, it was just like a turquoise color. And I emailed them and was like, "Hey, do you guys sell any replacement lids?" And they were like, "No." And I was like, "What?" what? Oh, well, what? that's dang yeah. it. Yeah. Bad customer so, service. Bad form. Whatever very, this thing is called. Very. What is it? I'm looking at the bottom. Uh, Sweezy. Yes, Sweezy. Sweezy, bad in, form. That was back in 2020, so... Well, maybe, maybe they, they just them. couldn't have... Like, they just... There was too much shit happening. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was just trying not to die, so they're like, you know what? I'm so sorry that your lid fell off. <laughs> yes, that's true. In the grand scheme of things, this is a very small problem. <laughs> there are much bigger problems. Mm-hmm. I must have had this tea cup for a while, because you got it for me right after I got yours. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, July, I was just looking, July 17th, 2020 was when I got you that. Oh, yay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is still being used almost weekly in the household. So just so you know, yay. it is a I'm glad. part of my of my life still. Yep. <laughs> good, good. Glad you're loving it. Apparently, I buy you a lot of drink apparatuses because I also got you that wine glass that says like vintage. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's what we do, though. I feel like, yes, that's true. But also, I feel like maybe you just do this so that I could talk about it on the show and be like, I'm drinking out of the cup that you got me. I'm drinking out yeah. of the... But you also give me like water bottles and stuff, which I usually do not have on the show. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Look how good of a friend I am. Look at all these things that I buy, Devin. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. Um. So today's topic is different than I think what we said. I, I don't remember if we gave a preview for the next one or not. Um, I don't think so. But I was on a Discord with a lot of cool uh, local people, and everybody started going to this astrocharts.com site and plugging in their information and like posting their astrology charts in this um, Discord. So, like, it's like, oh, yeah, let's compare notes. Um, and it had been a really, like, I, like, I know my astrology chart. Um, but my mom used to be really big into astrology. And so she, um, back in the day, you couldn't just go on the internet and put in your information and like it give you yeah. the stuff that you need. Um, there were these books that had like uh, charts for where stars were and where planets were and what signs on what days and what places. Um, so she would have to like go through those things. Um, and she would have to, she did have a computer program on the Apple IIc with like floppy disks that she could put stuff in and it would like give her kind of all the information that she needed. Um, Mm -hmm. but she would hand draw these beautiful astrology charts, which are like done up in a wheel. Um, and uh, I guess I could talk a little bit about, maybe I should do with like, what the fuck's astrology? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's, let's go, sorry, blah, 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 blah. Let's just go all the way back to the beginning. Um, but anyway, I wanted to do a, a an episode on astrology. So that's what we're doing. Uh, and I did Stacy's astrology chart, and now I will talk about what astrology is. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh Astrology is a um, new agey, woo-woo, witchy thing (laughs) where uh, (laughs) basically you look at the sky where you are um, when you're born (laughs) and you see where all the planets are in the sky. Um, You like, because there are, there are 12 major constellations that um, kind of, 
you know, the sun goes through during the course of a year. Um, and those are what everyone knows as sun signs, right? Mm-hmm. And so basically an astrology chart takes those 12 signs, um, puts it on a wheel, and then throws where every single planet is at <laughs> in the sky the moment you are born and then maps it all out um, and then tries to like give you some insight into who you are as a person or what your life is going to be like um, based on where the stars are (laughs) and where the planets are. So yeah, yeah, ta-da, that's astrology. Um, All right. So I, I know quite a deal about tarot um, and tarot reading, but astrology is something that I only got, um, a very, very, uh, like, you know, um, small amount of learning about because my mom would do a chart and she would tell me, you know, she would, she would hand draw these charts, like the one that Mm -hmm. I sent you, which I don't know if you saw it. Um, but you know, it's like this, beautiful generated wheel and then there's like these little symbols and there's these lines that mean a lot of weird things um but my mom would hand draw these on paper and she would like do the symbols for the different astrology um signs um and then she would put the different planets in and then she would you know figure out what all the aspects were and so there would be like these just beautiful documents that she would like do coloring with and like kind of write in calligraphy on. Um, and somewhere in my stuff, I have like the one she did for me when I was a kid. Um, mm. But whenever one of her favorite things to do was whenever there was someone important in my life, whether it was someone I was dating or whether it was like a new friend, she would do their chart for them. That was like something that she just enjoyed doing. Okay. And so whenever she would do someone's chart, I got to like, listen to her explain it to that person. And of course she explained mine to me. Um, Mm. But that was as far as it went. It wasn't like I, you know, sat with her and poured over the books and like, you know, did the chart with her. You know, I just was like, okay, cool. (laughs) Um, But now it's a little bit different because you can plug stuff into a computer and it throws it all out there for you. So then it's just a matter of interpreting it. And there's a lot of interpretations online from a lot of different um, people and, uh, and places. One of the things that was really interesting when I was doing the research for this, for this episode was that there are a lot of like Indian, like India, Indian websites that uh, give different um, interpretations for different things in astrology because I guess because I didn't realize this it's such a big part of their culture which makes sense but I just had never you know really thought about that before Um, and so that was pretty cool it was like oh hey that's a that's a thing Mm -hmm. Um, anyway so that's the basics of astrology and basics of my um, background, but I'm going to attempt to give you a chart <laughs> and <laughs> okay. explain to you what it means. Um, so to kind of, you know, you're, you're looking at this wheel and you're like, what, what mm-hmm. is this? There's, I see the signs. <laughs> yeah. There's 12 yeah. of them. They're all around. Um, mm-hmm. and I see these little symbols that mean different things. Um, So when they put all of this information on the wheel, basically every single planet has a meaning. Um, It, you know, has something to do with a specific part of your life. Um, So like the sun is really focused on your personality, which is part of the reason why people, you know, want to know about your sun sign and who you are. Uh, and then they might, you know, Oh, you're a Gemini. You're so flighty. Ha ha ha. (laughs) You know? Um, because that is, that's the thing that most people know about when it comes to astrology is their sun sign. Um, but there's a lot more to it. Like for example, your, um, 
the moon really has to do with emotions. So where it's at influences like how you might react to things in an emotional way. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Mercury has to do with communication. So where it is and where it falls on the, in, you know, what sign it's in um, influences how you might communicate with different people or um, also like what kind of intellectual types of pursuits are in your life, right? Or that mm-hmm. you could expect to come into your life. So uh, that's how this, the planets relate to the signs. The okay. other part that you have, which is the part that I am not as familiar with because my mom would try to explain it and I would just be like, okay, I'm in another, I don't understand exactly what you're saying. But I now that I've done some more research, I kind of understand it a little bit better. When they... Uh, whenever you are born, <laughs> there is a sign that's basically, you know, at the horizon. It's, it's an ascendant. It's like where, um, you know, if you were to look out, there's a sign that's like ascending or moving up as you're born. Okay. Um, and that ends up being the beginning of your wheel. And, everything is put into one of 12 houses and the houses are um, uh, linked to different signs. That's why there's 12 of them, but Mm -hmm. your ascendant kind of moves those signs based on your own life. So for example, um, your first, there's like 12 houses and every single house means something else. Um, the first house, which is where your ascendant lives, is like your ego, physical appearance, action that you might take. Um, your second house deals with values and spirituality. Third is consciousness or expression. The fourth um, can be home or families. So that's like, sometimes this is like, your your youth home like influences on you when you were from your birth home um Mm. fifth house is entertainment and creativity i've also seen it um referred to as the house of joy which is kind of fun um oh yeah sixth house is all about details and planning um seventh house is marriage and legal affairs um the eighth house is really interesting because my mom always explained to me that the eighth house was about sex and death. That was how she explained <laughs> it to me. Um, okay. And, uh, and if you look at the way that other, no one, el- no one else says it's about sex and death, just for the record. I think somebody on the internet called it the house of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, which I think is like the same idea that my mom was trying to get to. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's like legacies, taxes, sex, and rebirth. So it's a, it's an interesting house. There's a lot Did happening. Taxes? Yes, taxes. Taxes? Okay. There there are few certainties in life. Sex, death, and taxes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there you go. Um, <laughs> religion is the ninth house, like religion philosophy. It can also be your house of travel. Um, the tenth house is your career and your reputation. So how people see you. Um the 11th house is about friends and social alliances. And then the 12th house is like past lives, uh, the unconsciousness, um, secrets, privacy, you know? So it's like the, it's like the woo woo, um, house Mm -hmm. anyway. So that's how it all, uh, lays itself out. Um, all right. So we're going to get into your specific chart which I will put into uh, the picture. I'll have it as our show art. If anybody wants to like squint and try to look at it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because it is hard to see and I'm even looking at it on a big screen. Mm -hmm. I guess it's not, it's hard to distinguish where all the lines are going. I guess that's really. Right, right. And and I will say that it's like, I didn't go when I was going into your interpretation. All of these lines mean that different planets on your chart are basically interacting or arranged in a very specific Mm -hmm. way compared to other planets. And you have a lot of them. Um, These are called aspects. 
And they also mean stuff. This I'm not as familiar with, but I grabbed like three that I'll explain about later. Um, okay. That made more sense to me than others. Um, but also, if you just, you know, you want to see how good I do at this, um, or if you want more information, you can actually go down to the bottom of this page and get your report for $33. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So keep that in mind, too. Yeah. Okay. Um. But anyway, so we'll start with your sun, your mm-hmm. sun's sign being in Aquarius. Um, yes. So it's really interesting because every single astrological sign is associated with an element. Um, mm-hmm. So water, fire, um, earth, air. And you would think that a sign like Aquarius would be a water sign uh, I but, thought it was a water sign. Mm-mm. No, it's an air <laughs> sign. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I it's know. Water bearer. I know. I know. But um, Aquariuses are very intellectual and very logical um, and very focused on like seeing things the way that they that things actually are. So <laughs> they want to rise above like emotional entanglements. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To be able to like view everything and like understand the whole of things. Um, yeah. The cool thing about being an Aquarius is like your journey through life is really about getting emotional intelligence. So what you end up doing is fusing reason and emotion. So that way you can oh. really begin to, you know, use that, you know, use your intuition, use your understanding and empathy of people in these to give you insight in very logical ways um yes i I can actually totally see that about myself (laughs) (laughs) yeah i thought that that was like very very you (laughs) yeah huh interesting and your son happens to be in your seventh house um the seventh house being the house of marriage (laughs) Okay. Um, but it's also, it's not just marriage. It's also relationships and partnerships. Um, and what this suggests is that these things hold great significance to you. So you okay. probably place a lot of importance on your partnerships, on your friendships, on your relationships. And you're always interested in creating, you know, really strong and meaningful connections with others. Um okay. And then something that I put in there, I didn't find this online, but it's just like a thought that I had, was one of the things that you do with your um, with your sun sign is like where it falls is where mm-hmm. you're seeking definition for yourself. And I think it's interesting that you're doing that in your seventh house of relationships because mm-hmm. you're approaching these relationships and partnerships with logic and reason. Mm-hmm. Um, first, <laughs> yeah. as opposed to emotion. And like, that's part of like who you see yourself as, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so that is your sun sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your moon is in cancer. Um, and as a, you know, uh, spoiler alert, I don't know if we'll ever do mine, but my moon is in Cancer too. So we both have okay. Cancer moons. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, does, that, does that help us get along? Probably. Like, yeah. That compatibility stuff? Yes. I think that that has a lot to do with it because okay. um, whenever you have, so another thing, I don't think I explained this, but every single planet actually rules a specific sign. So, like, the sun rules Leo, uh, Mercury rules both Gemini and Virgo, um, but uh, the moon actually rules Cancer. So, whenever you have a moon in Cancer, it's in its home, right? So, mm-hmm. it's not conflicting with any other energy. It's just, like, it's ah, full on, okay. you know, this is this is what I am. So, basically, whenever you have a moon in Cancer, the, Cancer is a water sign, and... Mm-hmm. It means that you're you have a an innate need to nurture and support and protect that mm-hmm. you're really interested in you know the emotional psychological spiritual parts of life um, and that you have a lot of empathy for others and that you tend to be very intuitive 
Um, and you're likely to feel like this sense of responsibility that makes you want to take action whenever, you know, anyone's well-being is, you know, in trouble yeah. or <laughs> concerned. Yeah. Um, this is funny because I think we've mentioned this on the show before when I've talked about work, but I am highly protective of my team mm-hmm, at work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of it is just like the, you know, I'm very in tune with what's happening with them emotionally. And then so if someone upsets them, I'm like, I am like going after them. Right. You know? It's just like, OK, it's all over. Gloves are coming yep. off. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um and your moon is in your 12th house, which is the that house of mystery um, and subconsciousness. And in some ways, this makes you really creative. Um, mm. you're, you can imagine really unrealistic things. So sometimes you dream big, basically. Um, okay. uh, so that is part of part of you as well. And one of the things that I was thinking is that since... This is such a powerful emotional piece and you're an Aquarius. So you're kind of like, whoa, okay. Emotion. I don't know. Um, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like because this is in your subconsciousness house, like mm-hmm. it has a greater influence on you, but like under the surface. So you've got like a deep emotional pull and a deep emotional, um, like, I don't want to say priority, it's not priority, uh, force in your life, influence in your life, but it's, but you're not always aware of it because it's like under the surface. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So that was kind of what I was wondering. Anyway, so those yeah. are sun and moon. And then you have an ascendant um, and your ascendant is a Leo. <laughs> Okay. And so Leos are known for charisma, confidence, creativity. This mm. is a this is a fire sign. So you've mm. got a lot of different, you know, you're not like all water, all air. So you've got a lot of different um, elements that are powerful in your um, in your chart, which is good because that makes you a very balanced person. Okay. Um, but Leo is, you know, energetic, fun-loving, um, <laughs> very likely to stick to their opinion uh, <laughs> once they have one formed. <laughs> um, they, you like to shine brightly. Uh, you like to display your creative talents. Um, and you're one of the Zodiac's most charming signs. So, um, oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know that I would consider myself charming, but okay. <laughs> I think you're very charming, but that's... You know, maybe, maybe that's just me, um, but I don't think so. I think there are a lot of people who would, who would also say that. Um, all right. So then we move on to some of the other planets. So we, we're going to move on to Mercury. Um, and Mercury is the planet of communication, um, intellectual life. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're okay. going to, we're going to talk about that. Your Mercury is in Capricorn, mm-hmm. um, which is a earth sign. So again, we're getting, we've got wow, air. Yeah. yeah. You're like, you're very balanced when it comes to mm-hmm. your elements, which is pretty cool. Cause that you don't usually see that. Usually there's yeah. a leaning to one or the other. Um, I noticed that in the chart, it'll, it's, it is pretty spread out. Like, yes. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, it's across the board. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's what you've got going on is a lot of, um, those different, those different types of elements sort of interacting with each other. Cause a lot of the lines have to do with elements as opposed to, um, direct signs. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so your Mercury's in Capricorn, um, and that means that you are blessed with a very strong work ethic. <laughs> no, yes, that's for sure. A little too strong sometimes. Sometimes, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, you also have a very reliable reputation, mm-hmm. and you have very high standards for yourself. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> this is a direct quote. While you're all while you're working toward one goal, you're already planning your next. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. 
Um, and failure is not allowed. Right, exactly. And you mm-hmm. see yourself as efficient. If, some, if something doesn't have a purpose, then you have no use for it in your life. <laughs> yep, that is so true. Um, but one of the best lessons... I get so... Oh, go oh, ahead. Sorry. No, go I ahead. I get so mad talking about the efficiency thing. Um, <laughs> like if I'm... So our kitchen has an island in the middle, and I actually don't like kitchens with islands in the middle because you oftentimes have to walk around it multiple times. And so, like, our trash can is on the other side. So if I walk around, I've, like, got to go to the fridge and then I got to go to the trash can and then I, maybe I get a glass uh, for water or what, you know, whatever. I don't know. But if I end up having to walk back and forth like two or three times, I get mad at myself. Cause I'm like, I could have planned this more efficiently. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I know. No, you just have a Mercury and Capricorn. So, so now you have like, yeah. you can just say these things and people, yes. they won't have any idea. So they'll oh. just, they'll just be like, yep, yep. Obviously that's uh, what it is. It's yeah, just obviously. your Mercury and Capricorn showing whatever. <laughs> yep. yep. I, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the things to keep in mind is that you don't always have all the answers and you don't have to have mm-hmm. all the answers. Mm-hmm. Um, so keeping your mind open to letting other people, you know, give you their ideas and their perspectives too. Um, Mm -hmm. And then your Mercury is in your sixth house. Your sixth house is the house of details and planning. Oh, yep, there you go. And so I... You mean the person that has three planners right now trying to figure out which one they want to use for 2024? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Um, this is also sometimes known, the sixth house is also sometimes the, uh, the, um, house of work and health. Um, Mm -hmm. so I thought that was also very fitting for you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah. So basically you have a sharp mind. You're always thinking before you act. You are very capable of paying attention to all the details. Mm -hmm. Um, and you also see the big picture. So you're able mm-hmm. to do both. Um, you like cold, hard facts. You yes. make decisions after gathering information, carefully weighing all the cons <laughs> and pros and yep, analyzing yep. every possible outcome. Yep. Uh, yes. And I have a problem. That's when I can't make a decision is when I don't have facts or data points. So right, that's exactly. why I like choosing what I want to eat for dinner is so hard because it's like, I don't have any data other than if I'm craving something, fine. Right, right. I'm not craving anything. It's like, I don't have any data. How can I make this decision? It's not possible. Well, related to that, it's also like in health and routines, which I thought was really interesting, um, is that you actually, because you have so much, you're you're always thinking about this, you've kind of got like a hyperactive mind and it can make you really, really Mm -hmm. nervous. And so one of the things that it says is that um, you need to make sure that you're not overworking yourself. Oh, my God. Don't yeah. forget that your body needs to rest. <laughs> uh, so I just wanted to, to point that out. <laughs> I think you rigged this. I think you just wrote this about me and then pretending that it's what the sign says. I'm just making stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I, just, I know, Stacey. This, this makes sense. Yeah. The, what I did write in here was, I wonder if the fact that your Mercury is in retrograde, because also um, <laughs> sometimes these planets are in retrograde, like they're moving uh-huh. backwards um, mm-hmm. when you're born. And I was like, Uh-oh. maybe the fact that your Mercury is in retrograde suggests that sometimes your work is at odds with your health. <laughs> <gasps> oh. So my Mercury was in retrograde? I think I might have missed that if you said that. Yeah. I, I didn't say it initially, but yeah. It, yeah. Oh. There's a little thing here that has like R's. And so a couple okay. of these were in retrograde. Because um, usually when Mercury's in retrograde, isn't that when stuff like breaks and goes wrong in general? Right, like, right. <laughs> so that's that's when I was born. It was a yeah, a but state. that's okay. That's not like doesn't mean that that doesn't transfer to you. But oh, okay, it, but it might suggest where you may have some difficulty. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, so <laughs> I was just wondering if that had something to do with it. Yeah, could be. Um, so the, your, the next planet that we'll talk about is Venus and Venus mm-hmm. is the love planet. Um, so it's really about like your relationships, but it also is like art, beauty, romance. So like all those fun things. <laughs> yes. And 
your Venus is in Aquarius as well. So you um, are a humanitarian at heart. You believe Mm -hmm. in the power and inspiration of people everywhere. And Mm -hmm. you're very social and outgoing by nature. And you feel most alive when you're with your friends. Um, And you tend to surround yourself by people who, you know, you understand. But uh, you do tend to be more interested in connections of the mind than the connections of the heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And you always strive to maintain your individuality, Mm -hmm. even whenever you're in relationships. And you also know that relationships don't last when they aren't built on the foundation of friendships. <laughs> All right. I never really thought of it that way, but I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you talk about romantic relationships, right? Right, I mean, right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, the, the whole thing about what you say, I believe in the something of the people, but I'm like the most skeptic of the two of us. I'm like, <laughs> everyone's evil. And you're like, no, the world is good. And I'm like, no. <laughs> um, so I don't know if this one's right. But, okay. Uh, all right. You know. Well, that's fair. That's fair. They can't, they can't always be winners or all be winners. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, your Venus is also in the eighth house. So this is the sex and death house. Uh, <laughs> but what it ends up doing is it ends up uh, leading to intense relationships, both mm-hmm. of the romantic and platonic variety. Mm-hmm. Um so the types of relationships that you have had in your life have probably been very passionate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'll say that. And they end up nurturing, you know, really forge unwavering bonds is the uh, words yeah. that were. Considering that were I still have friends from like middle school. Then. Right. Exactly. I think that that yeah. is um, true. So you, your love is marked with an intense passion. Um mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you have that in your life. So you're not going to, you know, settle for less than that. Yeah. Um, And let's see what else. You also, um, goodness, there's so much here in this one. This is a very long one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I think that's probably enough because there's like there's so much. I can send this to you, but it would take forever to go through all of it. Okay. Yeah. I think that that's the the you're a very passionate person and you have very passionate relationships. All right. <laughs> sure. Um I agree with that. All right. And then you also you have a Mars. Um that is so Mars is my mom always explained it as the planet of conflict mm-hmm. um so kind of like how how you fight with people or how you uh okay. you know like deal with people but also it's like drive and assertiveness and you know the more okay. the more aggressive parts of your life yeah. um and your mars is in pisces which is like the opposite of assertiveness and aggressive what um oh. So it's really funny because it's like you have two sides of the same coin going on, like mm-hmm. a gentle giant or a peaceful warrior um, or, you know, a, uh, oh, honey, <laughs> oh, bless, oh, honey? oh, bless your heart, you oh, know, oh, oh, yes, kind yes, of yes. like a Southern yes. sweet bitch, you know, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you tend to like to just go with the flow. Um, you're not one to try to control every outcome or obsess about things that are outside of your control. So you try to let things go, um, naturally as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're very interested in having some type of creative outlet in your life. Um, if you don't have a place to, a way to create, then you may have, um, some passive aggressive, uh, behaviors and thoughts that kind of bubble up inside you. So mm-hmm. it's important to make sure that you're allowing for that sensitive part of you to, um, to work. So, so I want to comment on that person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's interesting because this has been a while ago and I think this was during COVID, I think, cause I think I was still living in Illinois when we realized that creative isn't always artistic. Creativity, right. Exactly. You know, problem solving can be created because you have to think of different ways. Um, 
And so that's when I realized that I am creative uh, because, like, you give me a problem, I can tell you, like, five ways to fix it, you know? Right, right. Um, and But I'm not artsy creative because that kind of stresses me out. I kind of like doing it or piddling with it, but it stresses me out because I got I got to be good at everything and it's hard to be good right. at <laughs> you know? Um, so, but anyway, so I, but I actually, so if you think of what you're saying and think of it in a creative as in like problem solving or not necessarily problem solving, but just like approach, right? So being able to innovate, um, and kind of do my thing. Um, I definitely get upset. Like if I feel like I'm not being given that freedom Mm -hmm. to do that, or if I see problems and I'm like, God, here's like five ways to fix it, and you're not doing any of them. You know, <laughs> right? Um, then I can definitely see like that's one of the things that probably irritates me the most is like the 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 solution's so easy, it's right here, you know, or whatever. Uh, so I could definitely see that. Now, uh, the earlier part you said about like being a gentle giant and all that jazz. I don't know. Do you really think I'm that way? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I have been uh, gracious enough to not have to be or, you know, like fortunate enough to not be on the receiving end of any of your confrontations very often. Um, I I mean, I think like the few times that we've had like hard conversations, you've always been very like gracious and gentle, but also like firm. So, you know, you don't you don't back down, but you're not like you bitch. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) You know. I am, yeah, I'll deliver it more uh, tactful. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that I actually that's... got complimented at work for being very good at, um, like, if I'm trying to critique or criticize someone or give them um, critical feedback or whatever, that I do it in a nice way where people don't feel defensive. Or right. Bad, yeah, know? exactly. And, uh, yeah. So, so I think right. that that is part of it for sure. That's okay. how I was interpreting it anyway. Okay, sure. Um, and Mars is in your eighth house. So again, your, your, uh, sex and death house. (laughs) Yes, yes, that's right. Um, and that means that you seek transformation through intense experiences. I don't know. Transformation Um, through intense experiences. So you, and this is like Uh, really woo woo stuff. Um, you might be drawn to like occultism or psychology or investigative work because you have the natural ability to uncover hidden truths. Um, yeah, like I've always wanted to be (laughs) some sort of investigator, or I think I should have gone into either psychology or sociology because Uh just like thinking about how things work or how people's mind worked and like why people choose different things and stuff like that yeah yeah so yeah. see there you go yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what that says. <laughs> oh goodness all right so i then, can also see because what did you say extreme something for transformation was it you seeks seeks transformation through intense experiences okay yeah. so um i won't go into all the context online with you but offline uh we can talk about it but i think if you think about that statement then when i do have a transformation in my life it tends to be an extreme yeah trigger or okay change, you know what i mean yeah, yeah. So I no that's that fair that's fair yeah 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 okay 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 yep i get it i get it yep. um mm-hmm. All right. So then there's, so those are like, before I move on, those are like what I would consider to be the main, like when I look at someone's chart, those are the things I look at. I look at the sun, mm-hmm. I look at the moon, the ascendant, um, uh, Venus, Mercury, and Mars. So those are like the ones that I'm looking for. Um, okay. Because I feel like those are the ones that probably have, they're, they're the closest to Earth. So I feel like they have the most influence. Um, okay. And... Especially because with Jupiter and Saturn, Jupiter is about luck and expansion. Yours, your Jupiter is in Sagittarius um, Mm -hmm. and your Jupiter is in your fifth house, which is the house of joy. Sagittarius is a super positive, free thinking, future focused um, sign. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so like to me, when I saw this, this was like, oh, this is where you can see 
on the astrology chart that Stacy is an optimist. Um, <laughs> yep. Because that's pretty much, you know, I'm open to everybody, new experiences, new people. I yeah. love adventures. I'm enthusiastic yep. about everything. It's like, yep, yep that's a, that's a Stacy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, and then your Saturn is in Scorpio. So your Saturn is about life lessons and destiny. Um, and so this is kind of interesting because it, again, speaks to you being a hard worker. Um, mm-hmm. It also talks about wanting to kind of like work your way up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it talks about that. One of the interesting things about it is that it's in your fourth house, which is the house of home. Um, mm. So the house of like your birth home. And one of the things that it suggests that with your um, Saturn being there is that you might have come from, you know, a cold family or you may have felt like you needed more um, love from your parents um, or that you felt for whatever reason, maybe they weren't always available to you. And Mm -hmm. so you had to grow up really quickly. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I thought that was an interesting thing. Um, and so I think that is go ahead. interesting because, um, my, I mean, my parents are great. Don't get me wrong. Right. My parents are not emotional people. So they're right. Not right. People that are going to be very emotionally embracing. So I could see it that way. But then also, um, I do feel like I probably grew up a little faster or I, I used to get a lot of comments uh, about how more mature I was for my age. Like people would be like, oh, yeah, she's over there carrying on a conversation with the adults. And right. And yeah. Like that. Um, and I do think that was part of my sister was kind of a hellion. So my family had to spend a lot of time and energy uh, dealing with her. So they didn't. They couldn't pay a lot of attention to me, you know. So right, right. Um, so you know, I would. So I, yeah, I could, I could see that for both those comments. So they were kind of distracted, but also they're not emotionally available people in the right. Place. So um, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So kind of feel like that sort of you know, and that also is part of what makes you hardworking, right? Because you've. Mm-hmm you were taught to grow up and like be resilient and be able to be self-sufficient and you know so anyway Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I said this I don't know if I yeah I don't know if I said this on the podcast or not but I saw something on um uh, social media a few weeks ago that was something like I think it was from tiny buddha and it was um highly independent people are usually that way because uh, someone in their life let them down or when they were younger, someone let them down. <laughs> yeah, um, so true. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, because pretty much I feel like I have to do everything myself. Not, I'm not saying in family, but I just mean at work. That's the way I approach work. Is, right, exactly. You know, I'm going to get it done, you know, and it's because I don't necessarily trust that people will do it, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. So. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, so those are those, you know, major planets. And then when you get to um, Uranus, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, um, (laughs) those end up staying in a sign for such a long time, uh, Mm -hmm. for several years at a time, that they're kind of like a generational tag. Um, Oh, so so it's kind of how the generations happen? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. so, for example, uh, Uranus was in Sagittarius. What about my anus? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I keep hearing every time that you say that. I'm Sorry. Uranus. <laughs> I'll say Uranus. I'll say Uranus. 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 <coughs> um, Uranus was in Sagittarius between 1981 and 1988. So, okay. the people in that particular, um, you know, time frame were uh kind of have this in common now what's kind of interesting is that it's sort of hard to tell like astrologers are still trying to figure out what all that means Mm -hmm. um but uranus itself is the planet of like 
eccentricity and freedom. And mm-hmm. so you're putting that into Aquarius, which is, um, I'm sorry, in Sagittarius, um, mm. which is a very fun-loving, um, freedom-seeking, optimistic place, which suggests that there is a lot of independence and freedom in this particular generation. Um, okay. So, and then the Neptune uh, has been in, and I think you and I share our Neptune, like I think we hear our Neptune's in the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is in, um, sorry, lose my brain. Also in Sagittarius. So this is, Neptune is all about dreams and idealism. And again, this very like positive forward thinking, independent thinking place. Mm-hmm. Um, then Pluto, because Pluto's still a planet. Dang it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, this stays for like maybe the longest period of time in a specific place. Um, and so for those of us who have Pluto in Libra, that means that we are really sensitive to the world's injustices. Um, we're really trying to <laughs> basically try to fix things, try to make the world a better place. Uh, yeah. We look at what other generations have broken and we're like, uh, but we need to, we need to fix that. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, so that's what the planets have to say. And I know that we're probably going over time, but mm-hmm. I want to very quickly touch on some of these aspects, which is like okay. the lines going at things. So okay. basically, you know, depending on what degree, um, you know, and like on a circle, 30, 60, 90, you know, like how far away these things are from each other or if they are, if they make a triangle, if they make a square, um, mm-hmm. if they um, are like a sextile, uh, it all means something. You okay. have you have a lot of aspects. Um, yeah. But I picked out a couple to talk about because they were the ones that I thought that just stood out to me. Okay. Um, the first one was, and these are like, and let me explain, whenever you have aspects, these are kind of like big indicators of like fate, quote unquote, in your life, um, uh-huh. of like truths that, that are going to happen to you that you might not, that, you know, truths that are going to happen to you, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one I picked out was Moon Trines Mars. Um, and that's just indicator of a very successful life. So you're daring, oh. charismatic, <laughs> sexy, and most attractive. <laughs> um, I don't know about that, but. <laughs> you um, have a great need to express your feelings without holding back. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Other people appreciate and respect your openness and honesty. I can mm-hmm. vouch for that. You will fight for your family and for your beliefs. And Mm -hmm. you become very, you become so emotionally attached to the things that you are passionate about that defending them is like protecting yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I thought that was very, (coughs) sorry, goodness. It's okay. Don't die on me. I'm going to try not to. (laughs) Don't die in the middle of my chart. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just go to the, the house of sex and death. It'll be fine. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll die, but I'll be happy about it. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you also have a sun opposition to your ascendant. So you're, and I think that's because like you're born at sunset, essentially. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So like where the sun would have run. It was sunset. That, I never thought about that. Yeah. Um, so, and that's what they, they call it sunsetting is the other name for this. And... It indicates that you're going to have very close one-to-one relationships. Mm, Um, So you're your own unique person, but you're more comfortable if you have someone else in your life. Mm -hmm. So being able to have a partner may have helped you uh, develop your personality. Mm -hmm. Working in partnership kind of helps you, helps give you the confidence to like really explore yourself. Um, okay. So 
This could be like a marriage partner. <laughs> it says a marriage partner or an open enemy. <laughs> open enemy? I don't so know like, what that means. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you, I mean, I guess an enemy is one way to have a partnership. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't know if I'd call it a partnership, but maybe it'd be, know, that would be a driving force. That's on true. Some of your decisions. That's true. Um, but I would say, you know, of course, this is because I know you, that it would be mm-hmm. your very strong marriage that you have. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would agree. <laughs> um, yeah, so there is that. Um, and then you have a moon opposition to your Mercury. And so this is really interesting to me um, because over time, as you learn from your life experience, you'll be able to develop skills in counseling and gain a greater objectivity toward feelings that you're dealing with. So it's going to, um, sometimes you might appear like overly rational and unconcerned about emotions, but Mm -hmm. other times you might be so emotional that you, um, have difficulty understanding what is happening. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you tend to like project your internal issues into your external relationships. Mm-hmm. So it'll be worth to like take your time to develop techniques and practices for becoming aware that this is happening. So okay. like when you're starting to feel overwhelmed, you know, mm-hmm. what can you do? And this goes back to the stuff that we were talking about a long time ago with the burnout book about like, if you have stress in your body, how do you get rid of it? Um, yeah. You know, so what can you do? Go a hike, hit the gym, whatever. Oh, yeah. To, like, release those emotions without Mm -hmm. them being problematic for you. Yeah. So. Which I think is why I probably have to, um, if I don't work out for a few days, I can can tell I'm grumpier for sure. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, I've been able to release it. It's exactly, exactly. I think it's exactly what that means. Anyway. So that's my very uh, poorly <laughs> cobbled together <laughs> oh, I mean, explanation of your astrology yeah. chart. Ta-da! <laughs> Ta-da! It's perfect. But it's a lot of fun. I enjoy um, astrology as a hobby. It is not mm-hmm. something that I feel um, confident enough or competent enough to, like, <laughs> I will do your reading for you like I do with tarot. Like, I feel very... Yeah confident and confident to be able to do like a reading for somebody um this is still like uh is this right am i reading this right i don't know right um but it's really fun and i enjoy i enjoy it a lot and it's kind of fun to get to know people a little bit better or parts of themselves or get to know yourself a little bit better too yeah so anyway ta-da that's astrology Astrology, astrology 101. Well, cool. I've always been into like Zodiac stuff, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Which is I mean, it's essentially the same thing. And I mean, yeah. whenever people are, if you have a good, I mean, obviously, if you like read your horoscope or whatever, it's, it's very vague and generalized. But mm-hmm. um, the idea about a horoscope is, you know, the, where, where those planets and where those stars are now might mm-hmm. affect you, you know, or might affect what's happening to you emotionally yeah. or happening to your life. And yeah, it's very tied into where, where everything was when you were born. So like mm-hmm. where this stuff is. So, um, you know, it's one thing to look at me, I'm a Gemini to look at a Gemini, uh, horoscope would be like, okay, well, I don't know if that makes sense. It'd be another thing to like look at the Gemini horoscope and then the Cancer horoscope for my moon and Cancer and then the Scorpio horoscope for my ascendant in Scorpio and be like, let me put all these things together because these yeah. are like my three major things and then right. figure out, you know, how this all works. Yeah. You could probably get like super personalized astrology charts. Oh, yeah. But uh, I don't know. You probably have to pay money for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that's next level. Yeah, that's next level. That's that not happening here. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, ta-da. ta-da. Oh, well, and you have you. you have a grand trine. I just thought there's more stuff here at the end. Oh no, I missed all this. Shit. 
Um, you have a grand trine and a T-square and a yod, wherever the hell that is, and a cradle. Yeah. So you have like big oh. things. I will say I did look up a grand trine because I did see that and I recognize that. Um, mm-hmm. So you do have a grand trine uh, between your water signs. So mm-hmm. that's Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. And mm-hmm. so basically, um, you're really good at managing your emotions, but because you've got this flowing aspect, it means that you actually do feel very deeply and passionately, but you're just able to use those emotions productively as opposed to just being totally flooded and overwhelmed by them. So okay. because you've got a trine, trines are like really good. Um, grand trines are like really good things to have. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Like that really works to your favor. So Nice. Anyway, this is, I will say this is probably the most, um, this particular website has, is a very good website for this because it does lay everything out for you. Um, and it is really easy to, to see where everything is. So, yeah, I was looking at it. It gives you a lot of detail for, I know they have a paid piece, but for the free piece, right. It does give a lot of pieces. I know. I'm. I'm really like. I'm kind of like. I almost kind of want to do my. Have them give me. Give me mine. <laughs> yeah, it's you like should. Thirty-three dollars. Well, yeah. maybe I will. Oh, you mean the official one? Yeah. Okay. Yep. But anyway. All right. Well, I guess we should probably go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. It's late. Close to my bedtime. It is. It is. It's probably <laughs> past your bedtime. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah. Sorry. That's okay. It was fun. Okay. Good. (laughs) Thanks. I had fun. You're welcome. Good. Good. All right. I love you, Stacey. I love you too. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. A Hoots Media Production. Hoot, 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 ho